the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Love Radio Network. Get ready to kick up some dirt and mud because it's time for San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio with Dave Stahl. SDORC is here to further off-roading as a safe family experience while promoting and preserving the natural environment. So whether it's bikes, buggies, trucks, or trikes, San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio brings you the latest news and initiatives in preserving the use of off-highway vehicles and protecting the land and wildlife at the same time. Because together, everyone achieves more. Now, here is your host, Dave Stahl. All right, folks, welcome to SDORC Dirt Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. This hour brought to you by Imperial Valley Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Right out there in lovely El Centro, 2329 U.S. Highway. Looks like it says 86. These guys are amazing. When the season is going out in the desert, their parts departments open Saturday and Sunday for all those hard-to-find parts. Service departments open on Saturday. And the best news, they don't mark up their vehicles. That's right. They do not mark them up. What the, what the MSRP is is the MSRP. So if you need a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram, then that's the, that's the dealership you need to go to. And if you're doing an event out in the desert, Alpha Site Logistics. They've been serving Imperial Valley for over 20 years. They offer portable toilets, hand wash stations, hand wash trailers, shade trailers, dumpsters, and a whole lot more. Give them a call at 760 uh, my eyes, my eyes are going bad. 352-8383. Tell you heard it right here on KCBQ AM 1170. Audrey Mason is a tad under the weather. Because she won't get acupuncture, but that's okay. Ed and I are going to keep riding her until she does. But she's she down. Needs help. Her down and out. She's she's wore she's that not injured. She's sick. Yep. She has wore that body out. I mean, I think she's going to have to start looking for a warranty card, and maybe go in and get some new parts under warranty. Oh wait, I got a phone call. They wanted to extend my warranty. I should just refer them. <laughs> yeah, to her. you should just refer them to you. That's exactly right. And and by the way, do not call those people or respond to those people. Oh. Have you ever read the small, teeny print at the bottom? No. means they can use uh, used parts. They can use what they call, and how they get away with it legally is called like, kind, and quality, uh-huh. which means they can go to a wrecking yard. Oh, and pull off a... Uh, whatever rotten fender whatever a fender an engine a transmission a rear end oh and they don't freshen them up folks they just throw them on a pallet spray paint them and shoot them to you and their mentality is oh well if that goes bad we'll just get another one while you're out of a vehicle for goodness gracious who knows so i I get those calls and i i sort of play along and I, okay, 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 yeah, yeah, that would be great. And then they say, okay, we need your credit card. And I say, hang on, I'm going to go in the house and get it. And then I put it on mute, 
and I put my phone in my pocket, and I just go about my business. <laughs> and, just, and that, and the phone doesn't hang up, so they can't get off that line. You just lock the line. So I lock them up for a while, and yeah. it just reduces the amount of people that they yeah. can bother. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I look at it this way. If, if you wanted to get an extended warranty for your vehicle, you go back to the dealer you bought the, bought the vehicle from. Sure. Say, well, sell me a, could you sell me an extended warranty? Sure, we need to inspect your car. They pull your car back in the back. They do a complete vehicle inspection. Yeah, not a problem. And, and you could look at Yelp, or you could do some research, and you can find a company that does that. Because you may not want to go. But these people that call you, I mean, who knows what they're going to do I with know. your information. Oh, are you kidding? Give me your credit card number over the phone. To someone who called me and, <laughs> yeah. And doesn't speak English uh-huh. very well. Yeah, that goes on and on. So, being that this is an off-road vehicle show, I understand it was cold out in the desert this time of the year. Just so, I thought this would be the time of the year everybody and their brother would want to go to the desert. But There was people little, out there, but it's cold at night. It's I, chilly. I went out to Superstition Mountain. Mm. Like I was right at the base of the mountain, six miles down the dirt road. And we had a beautiful view from where we were. We were right next to all the great riding. Mm-hmm. And I went with a group of, of people in their early 20s, which is kind of weird. <laughs> kind but, of. It, but it was fun. I'm 61, for those of you who don't know. Right. And two of the guys there, their fathers were uh, guys that I grew up with. Uh, One of them, Brad, had passed away last year, and so he doesn't have a dad, and so I've been filling in a little bit. And the two guys love to ride dirt bikes, and so I love to ride dirt bikes. And we went out there, and I led them on a bunch of rides. Oh, really? Yeah, we actually had a lot of fun. I, I set up the Tiki Bar. I brought an old surfboard I put between two dirt bikes, yeah. tiki torches, a pineapple, and and some <laughs> adult beverages, and some music. We had a real nice time, even with our parkas on, because it was... It was cold. We well, had a fire, I'm sure. We had a fire. Uh, Friday night was like in the high 30s. Last night was a lot warmer, like in the high 40s, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. still cold. So, skies crystal clear? Uh, no, it varied. Yesterday afternoon, it was overcast, and it actually sprinkled last night. Really? If you can believe that. This morning was clear again. So the the weather just changes constantly yeah. in the desert. Well, you know, I, I, I had to go to Mesa, or Mesa, I had to go to Yuma to do a vehicle inspection. And what's that, that, that rest area that's right in the middle of the freeway? <laughs> Which, it's kind of weird, huh? But I mean, what is that called? Is that... I don't remember. Is it? But they. But but everybody rides all their toys on, on the. Oh, on the, the one run. by Buckman Springs. That's exit. It. Yeah, 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 the one yeah. off going out to Yuma. Okay. But it seems like everybody is like in a is right there. I mean, all like all thirty or forty trailers, and but they're all cramped in a, in a in a little circle. We had a few years back. We had uh, State Senator Brian Jones, who's been on this show, mm-hmm. um, talk to. Uh, who, who, uh, Caltrans about that exit. There were some problems that we wanted them to work on. Well, yeah, because weren't people parking in the in the rest stop and then driving across the freeway to get to the dunes? Uh, I'm not sure what yeah. you mean. Because I, but I could see that happening. But there there were some issues. Like they weren't taking good care of it. Like, right. It looks pretty good. Yeah, it, yeah, it looks. Yeah, I stopped there one uh, going over, and it, it was nice. But it's just interesting how everybody kind of stays in a little pack. I guess for safety more than anything, but 
the dunes. No, no one was riding though. That was the only thing that was odd. Nobody was at the dunes. Well, they were there. They were all camped. I could see their buggies, their three wheelers, their motorcycles. Must have been lunch. I don't know. Nobody was out there. So it's it's kind of a weird weekend because a lot of people go out Thanksgiving and they go out for New Year's. Those Not are Christmas. Like two, no, most people spend Christmas at home. Oh, okay. And like, like a one or two weeks before a big trip, uh, they don't go as much. So where I was, there were people out there, but it was not a big weekend by any. So do you means. have to have a permit to go out. So superstition is a great area. You you don't need a permit. Like you don't pay anything. You don't need a whip flag. Uh, really, the the, re- the regulations are real low there. Wonder how come. those regulations come to solve problems and they don't have a lot of problems out there so they're not because of the way the terrain is laid out you think you know years back i asked neil hamada who works for the blm i i I was looking at his grant the state parks grant for their office and they talk about okay we're going to do stuff in lark canyon we're going to do a lot at the imperial sand dunes and i said you didn't have anything at the superstition open area Mm -hmm. like i was wondering if you were ever planning to put in restrooms or do any kind of stuff and he says if we put in trash or restrooms then forever we will have to maintain those Mm -hmm. like once they go there it's expected that they will be there and then it's a cost and, and a maintenance thing and there's not currently a problem people take their trash home and so we we don't want to so we don't have a big trash problem in superstition no i mean there's trash out there and people Mm -hmm. leave it don't get me wrong right there's crazy people just leave stuff uh but it's it's the amount is bad enough to generate something to do about it exactly it's like below that threshold um and i understand that blm uh management uh Staff will go out there on Monday and Tuesday and, and pick up some trash from the frequently used areas. Right. Well, plus it gives them an opportunity to you know kind of look the place over. And so yesterday a sheriff drove by, and this morning a, a BLM truck uh, drove by us. So it has some patrol. It's mm-hmm. not like a lawless place. Right, right. Which but, you wouldn't want because everybody brings your families out there, right? I, I kind of like that they come by. When I was young, I hated it. Well, but yeah. now that I'm older. you were a rebel when you were young. I was a re- and I wasn't doing anything wrong. I just it's didn't just want them around. It's just the fact that you didn't want them around. Just, All right. Let's take a quick break. You're listening to SDRC Dirt Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome to SDRC Dirt Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Is that a station requirement? Okay. I just wanted to do it because I'm not going to be here for Christmas. Yes, you are. I've already made the call. I know, I know. But I've call, I haven't called the right person, and that'd be the wife, <laughs> because she would not be happy. This segment is brought to you by Fire and Ice Heating and Air Conditioning. Tell you what, that song tells it to you. You need these guys if your heater's not working. Have them come out, take a look. Over 40 years' experience in the HVAC system. They'll even take a look. If you've had somebody else look at it and you're not happy with that price, they'll look at that and give you a comparison. Maybe it's right on the money. Maybe it's not. So check them out. Fire and Ice Heating and Air Conditioning, 1-800-400-FIRE. That's 3473. Or just Fire and Ice HVAC.com. And Wayne Miller Tire, 619-596-2800. 
Wayne has expanded his services from just tires to full bumper-to-bumper maintenance. So if you're going out for tires and you need other services, no need to go anyplace else. Just let Wayne and his team take care of it. Audrey is uh, out ill today, so it's just Ed and I. We just and this was kind of a freelance show. We're just kind of shooting the bull about what's going on. Ed spent the weekend out at the desert and superstitious. Got a little chilly. Met some young kids. Made like grandpa and took him on a tour. <laughs> grandpa and they they like pa. They like grandpa <laughs> giving him a tour because he knows where they're at. He knows where they're going. And he knew what tra- – What were they all on motorcycles? We only had motorcycles. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Which is really great because yeah, I love motorcycles. Well, I know. You like those better than side-by-sides. And I brought my three-wheeler and didn't really ride it much. Yeah. But uh, so it's anyway, fun. Wanted- they love motorcycles. Yeah. And I led some rides. Did they have nice bikes? No. One of them had a nice bike. Uh uh, Aaron, who inherited it from his father. Okay. It was his dad's bike. Yeah. He had a beautiful bike. All the rest are mm, not so great. But they didn't break down. Uh, no breakdowns. And I've worked on some of their bikes. They bring them over and I, you know, set up the tools and, and do work on them. Oh. One of them, we did a whole engine rebuild with Luke's bike. Uh, this weekend? No. Uh, I don't know. Like six months ago oh. or something. He came over night after night for a week and we... Oh, I was thinking came. you did this out no, in the not, desert. No, not in the desert. So we... I mean, I know that, I know a couple of these kids real well. Mm-hmm. And the other ones, some of them I knew a little bit and some I just met for right. the first gotcha, time. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So they, they like to go to the desert. They like to go riding, but they don't really know their way around. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. They even said, like, it's hard. Nobody knows who to follow or where to go. So they're really happy to have me lead the way. Right. So we, all right, folks watch this. So how many of them did you tell about the radio show? <laughs> I told them about it. I, Holy I moly. Where's the bells? I know. Ding, ding, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. So we, and I've wanted the lost lizard to go to this place and we've never made it done, but there's a dry lake out there, really? like which it's, it's a very, very flat, and smooth place. Would you even know it was a lake if you didn't know it was a lake? Uh, it's it's a lake, I don't know, maybe four weeks out of a decade. It does have water? It, it actually has standing water on it. But Very you rare. But you wouldn't know it unless you knew and it was And you don't there. even know, to, like, if you just go out to the place, you wouldn't explore this You'd area. ride right across it and never think of it as being water. And, and what's fun about it is I, I, I led the group there. there. I think there were six or seven of us. And we get the, to the dry lake, and it's like elementary school at recess time. They all just take off, just racing around, ripping. <laughs> they were so excited. It was really cool. Uh, so we, we uh, did circles around there. And uh, imagine being able to drive a, a lazy circle at 60 miles an hour in a Cadillac. That's wow. how hard and smooth it is. Ooh, you nice. just, just cruise at speed like no bumps. Flat track racing. You could. You could. Sounds like it. So and There's a dry lake called El Mirage. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Have you been there? Watch the speed trials? I know. I'm not. How far away is it? Uh, fuck, I, it's maybe three, three and a half hours from yeah. here. Yep. It's a bucket list right along with Bonneville. So I, I've, I've been there, and I, the dry lake is so big, I have a, a ATC 200X. And I drove around the perimeter of it in top gear, cruising, not going hard. It took about a half an hour. Wow. That's how big it is. It's really big. Wow. People go 200 miles an hour on that. And not only is it 
big and flat, but it is almost like asphalt. Mm. When it is dry, it is hard and clean right. and smooth. And it's dirt. It's dirt. It's not salt. Like no, so it's dirt. So dirt. when it rains, it's bad. And right. actually, they close it in the rain because they don't want like tire right. ruts Grooves. in it yeah. and stuff. It's no, because a lot of land speed record folks come from all over the world to to test and tune at Lake Mirage. They, they uh they race every month. Do they? When the, when the season is good, yeah. The Southern California Timing Association, yeah, SETA, they have, and they have a, a club for if you go over two hundred miles an hour. I've always wanted to be in that club. Don't ask me why, but no, it's very prestigious it's in very our world. That is, and that, I think about you know. Maybe that's something I'll put on my list. I'm going to introduce you. I'm going to introduce you to my buddy that's done it on a motorcycle. Jake Bagnell he used to be the auto shop teacher at Santana High School. Really, him and he his son. It. Him and his son. His son rides now, and he builds these bikes from scratch, strictly it, for land speed. It used to be a big deal to go that fast on a motorcycle. And now there's a whole bunch of bikes. Production. Stock. Production bikes. You go out and you buy the bike, and they get pretty close Put to Put your that. helmet on in a way. You, well, yeah. The only reason you don't go over 200 is talent, or you're scared it's to death. It's scary. Yeah. And um, that's, they're not really stable at, like in dirt on that no, speed. You wouldn't think, would you? They, these bikes, they're, they're sport bikes, so they're made to turn sharp. Right. So when they're made to turn sharp, the fork is steeper, and... It gets a little hairy. Um, so when you're going fast, they get. It's I'm not. Like, a, it's, I'm moving my hands back and forth yeah, like this. Handlebars yeah. are are shimmering. Tank slappers. Shim, shimmering. Shimmering. Well, it's like tank slapping. Once that starts. Tank, oh, tank slappers. I mean, you're I, not like a Burt Monroe who did it in a what a nineteen oh, on the Indian that he nineteen um, nineteen or nineteen twenty Indian that he cast his own pistons. Yeah, that was that impressed me more That's than anything in the movie. That's a true story. When he was. Pouring the hot aluminum into the mold, yeah, and to then make like his machining own the piston, making his own pistons. Guy's amazing. That's, that's so, crazy. Anyway, uh, Red Rock. You had some Red Rock news. So Red Rock Canyon State Park. It's uh, if you drive past Los Angeles, you turn on Highway 14. About another hour, like you're going to go north. to Lancaster. Yeah, you go past Lancaster and Palmdale. You go another. I don't know, 45 minutes, and then you turn. That's that's where the park is. Mm. It's a beautiful place. Movies have been shot there countless times, and mm. people love to look at the place. So it's a state park, and they're forming a new management plan for the area, and they're doing a bunch of stuff. It's a lot of pages, 100 pages of management plan, and then another 100 pages of appendices. Mm-hmm. They're doing a lot of stuff, and they're doing some stuff that we don't like. And they're closing routes. They're changing some routes from green sticker to street legal, and and those are some pretty big problems that that we don't like. And so what's going on right now is the plan is at the draft stage. So when they go through the process, and you hear about them talk about let's do, they have to do the environmental work. So in California, they go through the CEQA process, California Environmental Quality Act. So state legislation directs a process, and it can take a year or a couple of years to go through the process. Mm-hmm. They, the public can participate at the beginning in scoping, and then the agency goes about and they do a bunch of stuff, and they figure out what they want to do, and they, they're required to come out with uh, different alternatives. And I've seen like six alternatives in a plan. 
So this plan has two alternatives, the do nothing alternative and what we want to do alternative. Mm-hmm. And that's not enough alternatives, by the way. I wouldn't think. Because the do nothing alternative is not really an alternative. Right. So there's really only one alternative. And it's their alternative. It's their alternative. Right. And Don't they take input and possibly come up with a second alternative? Or do they care? So right now at the draft stage, the public can submit comments. And a lot of comments have been submitted. Like hundreds, maybe thousands. Really? Low thousands. Do you think they read them all? They're required to read them all. And they're required to make to publish answers to substantive uh, questions that come up in the comments. So I had a couple of substantive questions. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you closing these green sticker routes when uh, SB 155 from 2021 directed state parks to open more green sticker routes. I I had a very specific. So if you give a generalization uh, comment. Like how come you're closing trails and you just leave it at that. They can give a generalized answer and it doesn't. Did you get an answer to yours yet? Uh, Maybe in six months to a year, we'll see an answer. (sighs) How are they going to remember? Well, it's written down, and they have thousands of comments to pour through. For, yeah. So it's not just my comment. I wish I no, was the no, only I... guy. But <clears throat> and I saw Corva's comments, which were longer mm-hmm. than mine, and they had more uh, like personal knowledge of the park than mm-hmm. I have. So they like okay on this trail. It, it dead ends, and we noticed that people had made their own trail to connect to this other one. We want the park to investigate and look into making that a legitimate route, right? Instead of having them trespass, you know, legitimize it. So, and when they when the way they make it legitimate is they send three specialists: ologists, a hydrologist, an archaeologist, and a biologist, and they make sure there's no sensitive biological archaeological stuff mm. or erosion issues gotcha. and if it can pass all that it can be made open right and so amy granite from corva we talk a lot and she says that the environmentalists are really concerned about this plan now to me this plan is screwing with off-roaders like they're closing a lot of stuff there it's not helping us anywhere but it's hurting us and she says the environmentalists are unhappy to the point that they're probably going to sue State parks saying the plan does not do enough to protect resources. So the people going out there, the three, you know, scientists, are not for opening. They're looking for reasons to close. Maybe. So they're biased. And I, I don't know them personally, and I don't know what their biases are, but they have a requirement and... And if they find stuff, you know, they need to... They have to prove it. They have to make a report. Yeah. It has to be... So there is some amount of Can they be swayed by, like, the Sierra Absolutely. Club? Absolutely. And if they get their people in to those positions, then, yeah. you know, it's just a, a slanted... Right. Is that uh, the Sierra Club and those types of clubs, is that a volunteer or is that an appointment? Or do you uh, know? So the Sierra Club has a number of staff that work for the Sierra Club. They have a guy that works in Sacramento who's like their head legislative guy, and he makes a salary. Right. Um, as far as getting somebody into an agency, like that's a little hush-hush. They don't publicize, you know, okay, we just got our guy. And, or we have an opening. They don't. They, they well, don't. It's, a, it's a state parks position. It's not a Sierra Club position. Oh, I see. I got so you. So you work for the state. So the Sierra Club will 
like groom somebody to be in that position, right? And then they may get hired, and then they'll be there. Then they'll work together to right. do of follow their agenda. Then they got what they want. They'll follow their agenda. Yeah, let's take a quick break. You're listening to SCORC Dirt Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to SDORC Dirt Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. This segment's brought to you by PRMI Mortgage. Prime Residential Mortgage, uh, our good buddy Chris Wiley, he just does an absolutely phenomenal job, and he definitely puts you, the customer, first. He's been doing it many, many years, like over 30 years. If you're looking to uh, the military and you're buying a house, reverse mortgage, uh, maybe you want to refi, you want to really find out what's going on in the industry with your home, he can do it all for you and set you straight so you don't have any problems. Just uh, give him a call at 619-722-1303 or go to primeresmortgage.com. Also, S&S Off-Road Magazine, they've been around, geez, since uh, the 80s, and they have been supporting the off-road community in print form. Now they're online, which makes it even easier. It's expanded. It's got more pages. It's got everything from news to desert conditions to classifieds, some political articles written by Ed Stoven, if you're interested. Uh, and they also put, I think they put our radio show on their site as well. They advertise us in the, in the magazine. Mag- we have our picture in there of the studio here with the three of us. That's Audrey, great. you and I in there. Yeah, no, I've seen it. It's kind of nice. It. So check them out, SNS Off-Road Magazine. That's S. S-O-R-M-A-G dot com. All right, we've been talking about the legislative arm of of the state of California. And and it needs to be said that what happens in California could very easily happen clear across the United States. California has always been kind of a test bed for laws concerning to air pollution, open country, the off-road industry, and a lot of all of the rules and regulations start here. And if they can get it through here, then it gets adopted clear across the United States, i.e., there was a time when you, car manufacturers built two cars. They built a 49-state car. I remember that. Motorcycles also. Same thing. And they built a California car. And it, and it was illegal to go to Arizona and buy a Arizona biker car. Buy a 49-state car and bring it to California? It. They wouldn't let you register it. Nope. Could not do it. In fact, the state of California got in trouble. Uh, If you did register a vehicle from one state to the next, they would charge you a clean air tax, which was like $2,500. Really? Yeah. And they got away with it for a little while, then then they got busted. Some of the kids in the desert were asking me, well, can I get this motorcycle registered for the street in California? And like, uh, no. And one of them had a... Uh, it was a dirt bike, but it was plated in another state. Well, can we just um, transfer the registration here? I don't think so. You can I try. Mean, it, you're, officially, you're not allowed to, but maybe. And it, you know those DMV places in the strip oh, the, mall? Those guys are really sharp, and sometimes they can make things happen. Yeah, I, I have to say there's one in, um, in Alpine. 
And I don't yeah. go to DMV. I used to go to AAA. Uh, to but sit there. AAA. Yeah. Man, you go there now. There's a line as long as your arm. Really? But you go to the one, this little one in Alpine, and I know the lady now really well. We're on first name basis. I lose my reg. I lose. I mean, I just oh. terrible. And she always, t- and she takes super good care of me, and she has everything. Yeah. But you so you're I mean? right. Those places, you might be able to get at the path because they know I've the heard laws. about yeah. like, like the 2022 20, dirt bikes, race bikes, the dirty ones. They're not allowed to get red stickers, but people are getting red stickers. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a conundrum for um, for the users, the guys that have the bikes. And it's a problem for the Department of Motor Vehicles and State Park yeah. and so law the, enforcement. They don't know what to oh, do. I can well, and it's funny you bring that up because I'm riding in a um, what was it? The slingshot. Remember the slingshot? It's got the Chevy two front wheels and one back. uh And the question was a helmet. Did you have to wear a helmet or not? And did you need a motorcycle license or not? Well, you don't need a motorcycle license, okay? But you have to wear a helmet. It's recommended that you wear a helmet. And I got pulled over. And I, Highway Patrolman said, yeah, you have to wear a helmet. You don't need a license, but you need a helmet. And I said, well, I took this thing to DMV or to, to the Highway Patrol office not 30 minutes ago. And I talked to one of the guys, big, tall gentleman, blonde hair. He goes, I asked Larry. Well, Larry says that you guys haven't made a determination. He says, well, Larry doesn't know anything. <laughs> he says, and what he did was he said, you see on this little post between the driver and passenger seat. Yes. With all these little stickers on it. See that sticker right there? Not only do they recommend a helmet, but it's got to be a, a full face helmet. You can't even. I've never heard legislating which type of. They I, need to have a certain certification, but nope, I don't know about this that. Had, it says right on the sticker that you have to. they recommend a full face helmet. So, Dave, I think the, uh, the definition of a helmet, uh, I'm sorry, of a motorcycle officially is fewer than four wheels. Correct. Correct. So if it's fewer than four wheels, you need to wear a helmet in California. And but, but there some again, of those things, it, like you need one, some you maybe it's not. Well, it, there again, it still depends. For example, I'm going to show him a picture. Okay. That's a three-wheeler. But it's yeah. a full-bodied car. It's, should you wear a helmet in that? It, right. it seems like you shouldn't have to. You don't. You don't have to. And it's uh, made out of styrofoam. Well, maybe get the helmet then. <laughs> I'm telling you, I drove that thing from Alpine, and I've never been so scared in my life. Because when he gave it to me, he says, by the way, it doesn't like the wind. Uh, go, what does that mean? Well, it doesn't like in the skinny, skinny, skinny little tires, front and rear. It does not like the wind. I am here. When they're that to, light? Yeah. You know, you're going 50 or 60 down the road, and you get a crosswind? That thing no, a truck move. went by me. Oh, that's all you need a is box a truck. A box truck. I went, wahoo, and off, the, you know, right there by Lake Jennings. Even if it's the same, la- like it, the same direction? Yeah. It was but the big pat- truck goes past you because you can't go I fast enough I was going 62 thing. and hanging on for dear life, let me tell you, dude. Yeah, so. But, so, yeah, the laws, in fact, that the only reason he won't make a four-door, I mean, a four-wheel car, is because of all the laws and regulations. Because windshields and headlights and bumpers there's a lot of different regulations and and i don't know if i'm going to complain about those because you know they do save lives make it safer there's no airbags in this thing you know (laughs) i mean none well and it's so funny if it deployed (laughs) well once you get in and you put your lap float lap belt on lap not shoulder lap belt on and you get it 
then you can't reach the key to start it because the key is way at the base of the window. So you have to take everything off, start it, and then go back and lock yourself in. It's just a weird vehicle. It is. It's, it's cute. Weird. He's yeah. only sold. He makes them in Poway, and he's only sold like 20 of them. But he sells them to pizza delivery places. And, and you know, California may not be the right place, but there may yeah. be small towns and other yeah, places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where- uh, resort areas. He needs yeah. to go electric, though. He's still running that gas. That would be good. Because, yeah. you know, golf carts are around. Oh, places. they're the rage, man. Have you seen them? Yeah, I, I just had the 19th hole come out of Temecula with a bunch of, you know, really, 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 really nice golf carts. I mean, now granted, they don't I, have, I know they're active, they're, they're, they're popular, but I don't know much about them. Well, they're not, they don't have the safety they, features. They get license plates and they're limited to certain speed Mainly at the roads. river. Seems like every, a lot of people at the river get oh, them. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Which is perfect. Or a resort area. Or, if you live near a golf course and you want to just yeah. go from your house to the yeah. fairway. Or a senior a park, you know, with trailers. Lawrence and, Welk area. <laughs> well, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. But but going back to the to the government, I guess what people need to take away from from what we're talking about today is we can't give up. You, you cannot. Gotta be, you you got to participate. You can't in the give system. up because so, the government's not going to give up. On so what they I got comments do. in for Red Rock. Thank you for bringing that up. That's really important because the CEQA is a process. You can submit comments at the scoping and at the draft level. Those two are important to. Uh, participate and then when they come out with a final you can protest it and then once they solve the protests then they sign the record of decision and that becomes the rule of the land so once if you participate in not you don't have to get in scoping but at the draft if you write comments and you uh you don't get what you want and you protest it at the end then if you don't get what you want you can sue the agency oh really but you have to have participated in the process to have standing in in uh a lawsuit and then you have to come up with a lawyer your money absolutely and then they take our money and sue back or defend to defend right so corva got comments with our money thank you our money so corva got good comments in i got good comments in so if Something happens, and it's likely that the environmentalists are going to sue. So what's going to probably happen is SDRC and Corva will counter-sue so we can be involved in the same lawsuit. Right. right? Because the environmentalists are going to say, well, there's too much off-road use there. And right. so we're going to have to come back and fight the other side because we don't think state parks is going to uh, defend our position well right. enough. So I'm right. really thinking there's going to be a fight. And how could you? how do you put a number – on too many. Uh, when you're dealing with how many acres? 25,000. Okay. So if you got, now, if you have 25,000 acres and you've got 157,000 side by sides out there, okay, we might have, a, we might, you might have some That's logistics. A you, you, I don't know if you could fit them on all the routes. But you know what I'm saying? Just but like you, park them and, but like you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? See, yeah. now that makes sense. You, you can say, okay, we got to restrict it. You know, we can't have 125,000 side-by-sides out here. You know, I, I get where they're coming from because they'll destroy the, 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 the land. But when it's not that case, what's, what do you think the percentage of people just in California ride off-road on any given weekend? 
Is it? I, I bet it's know. not even Probably, a percent. I no. bet it's not even a percent. Absolutely less than one percent. Exactly. So like point like one. Yeah. Maybe. If that, I think you're more down to point zero zero two or three. And these are the things that they don't want to seem to look at. I mean, so I, we're small potatoes, so they're easy to brush aside. Well, they think that's what they. Well, try. I know that. Well, I know, but but have you? We're but small have you, but mighty. But have you not seen with Corva? You know, SDORC, four week. I mean, all the different groups. They're not going away. I wish we would all group together as 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 one big hammer. It'd be nice instead and of a lot all, of little hammers. Well, we we all talk. You know, I I know the leaders of a whole bunch of. But just think of the money we could save if we all went with one. You know, lobbyist, and, and or but, but maybe you know now that I think about it, maybe it's better to have. There is one lobbyist. Yeah, well, that's we, what haven't I'm hired, we haven't hired another one yet. But I, I mean, I I'm just get, saying, we're gonna lean on Amy to work on this. But maybe me. it's good that you know the government is seeing more than one group coming after him. I don't deny that. And and when you have different groups, for instance, Friends of Oceana Dunes is a very aggressive group. They have sued the state numerous times. And then there's other groups like ours, which is a lot more friendly to the to the state and the agencies. Yeah. Well, let's take a break. Have you got anything, any updates on Oceana? Because, I mean, we haven't heard nothing. I, I, I haven't heard. It's just sitting in the court right now. I, I think they're going to. Uh, have some kind of ruling in March of 23. Okay, so because we, we want to definitely get back on top with that. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, one more segment right here on S-T-O-R-C Dirt Radio. All right, folks, welcome back to S-T-O-R-C Dirt Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Okay, so off air I was talking about a company called Zero Motorcycle. I've been with them since they were a mountain bike converted to an electric, and now it's a full-blown company with cruiser bikes. and they got a lot of motorcycles. No, they don't I, make a dirt bike. They make like a, a an enduro kind of bike, but it's more street than dirt. Yeah, okay. Well, we're going to – so I'm going to reach out to them. Well, next week probably won't be good because everybody's going to be on that. Oh, what do Christmas. they call that, a vacation? Christmas. Oh. So yeah. I, But what I'm going to do is I'm going to reach out. And I'm going to put your skinny butt on about three or four of them. I would love that. And then you're going to come to KUSI, and then we're going to give them some free TV, and then uh, we'll get them in here on radio to kind of tell people. Because until you, you know, you remind me of Audrey and her acupuncture. She won't do it because she's scared. Have you ever done it? No, but she's scared. Not that you're scared of an electric motorcycle, but you you got to. I want you to get on one and try it. Not from the way I ride, from the way you ride, like going out to superstition with it and and, and see. So we're, that's going to be my New Year's resolution for you. Okay. Also, this segment is brought to you by the Wise Ox Butcher Shop and Pantry. Oh, my gosh. I need to go back and get a sandwich. I know. You know I have that time off between Christmas and New Year. You just might as well park down there. swing by and grab some Before food. you go to the desert. I should get a steak from there to uh, cook yeah. on the campfire. Oh, uh, man. You'd have all the, all the off-roaders coming. But the Wise Ox is your neighborhood butcher shop. They're few and far between, but they're starting to come back. And we're talking top-of-the-line steaks, chicken, pork. Just go check them out. There are uh, two locations, one in La Costa, one at 2855 El Cajon Boulevard in San Diego. Uh, just go down there and check these guys out. They support the Trust Restaurant Group. 
which are some pretty good restaurants from what I have been told. But just go check them out. That's the Wise Ox Butcher Shop and Pantry. So we were talking about off-roading, and we are talking about just, you know, the government and we all. We talked about the Sierra Club, who, who yeah. are people that sort of oppose. Well, you have a roommate our, that you said loves the social aspect of it. She's a member of the Sierra Club, mm-hmm. and she likes their hikes and their campouts. And right. it's a nice way to meet people and to right. do things outdoors. Um, they have a cycling group, bicycling. They go on bike rides and bike trips, um, but they don't do any mountain biking. You should infiltrate. I might. Okay. Let's do some mountain bike. No, we can't. No, like, no what's you, wrong with a mountain no, bike? You just on need a trail? to go in there with a regular bicycle, and you got to dress up like a regular bicycle person. You can pick a color: mm. yellow, orange, green, purple, pink. You know, whatever little suit you want to get green. into. Yeah. And and just kind of slowly say, "So, tell me about." <laughs> they throw you out. I I could be a um, I could infiltrate. You could be a spy. I, I could infiltrate yeah. the Sierra Club. I think that. Oh, I volunteer to uh, mail all these letters you guys wrote. <laughs> yeah, I think that's an awesome idea. I love recycling. And you know what? When you hear the Sierra Club, you know it's like sitting on the beach at Del Mar, you know, overlooking ever. the ocean. When you find out down deep inside, they want you to stay in your garage. Do you know they sued Imperial County, the the county government, for air pollution? Really? Because, because Imperial County's air standard, like the measured air uh, particulate in the air is more than the, the federal standards for clean air. And the county defended the lawsuit vigorously. And they said that most of the particulate comes from two sources, what they call exceptional wind events, mm-hmm. like a sandstorm. And I've been out there during sandstorms. I was out there once driving, trying to find a, a my camp spot. It was blowing so much sand, I could not see the ground in front of my van. I was freaking out. But your paint job looked good afterwards. It, I, I went for the, the matte look. <laughs> and then the, the other, which Without is really interesting. <laughs> so the right on the border is Mexicali. And Mexicali is a very highly populated city. It has over a million residents. And they have a number of holidays where everybody barbecues. And the wind is such that it blows the barbecue smoke across the border in Imperial County, and they measure the particulate, and they get that. So between those two, it pushes Imperial County out of... So Imperial County got a good lawyer, and they defended this lawsuit. It went to the Supreme Court, and the county won. Wow. So they kicked the Sierra Club's butt. Wow. That was really cool. So I'm thinking when you say that, because... You know, the smoke's going into Mexicali. And from Mexicali over to here. Oh, over uh, to here. Over into Imperial County. Uh, it crossed the border without going through Nobody's working custom. on TJ and their sewer. Uh, That's another story. Well, if, if Sierra Club made a lawsuit there, who knows what would happen. Yeah, who knows? Well, they should. I'd back them on that. I mean, that place is nasty. But, yeah, so, I mean, and the Sierra Club is only... You know, one group. They're one of about a dozen yeah. who are looking at at California problems. Well, like I said, if you can get, if you can make it go, if you could pass it and get a law in California, then there's no reason why you can't. And and some stuff that's happened country. in California has is moving to other states. Well, that's because all the Californians are leaving. Tra- well, tra- like the Bureau of Land Management is has done travel management 
the Bureau of Land Management has done travel management in California. And that like started and ended years back. That's where they look at all the routes and they determine if they pass the ologists and they go into the inventory. So Arizona is doing that now. And I think Utah also. Mm. And there's, I see some alerts like, oh, they're looking at this area. Mm-hmm. We need to make comments. Came from California. But it started here. Yeah. So, which means, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you need to join groups like STORC. You need to join $25 for a year because we have to hire lobbyists. We have to, we have to defend your right to go out in the desert, to the dunes, to the mountains, whatever the case may be, because if you don't, You'll. What are you going to do when you want to go out there? And there's a, a gate and a, a sign. A Sorry, sign. That's this, right. the world that you this want to go area visit is closed. Is closed. And, and I don't know. Raise your hands, folks, if you've been to the desert during blooming season. Dave, there are so many flowers I out there know. right now. I know it's about forty percent of a super bloom. Yeah, right now the desert sunflowers, the verbena. There's like maybe. Five or six different kind of plants that are all over the place, and nobody and beautiful flowers, you know, and nobody and nobody's even seen them, you know. Hardly and, anybody knows. They'll yeah. see it while at Thanksgiving they saw, it, but now they're even brighter and yeah. bigger. And they'll go to Carlsbad and look at the flower fields, <laughs> but you're not allowed to get yeah. out of your car. So you know why there's so many flowers? Is that rainstorm oh. in August? Well, like awesome. it really soaked the desert. Right. And I told, I don't know, I think I talked about on. I talked about on the air that I um, went out there the day after the big, and there was standing water all over the desert. Wow. I got stuck in the mud. And, Did you really? Yeah. In your truck? <laughs> no, in my bike. Oh. How'd you like, get out? I had to pull, like, pull get off it and, and pull, pull on it. Pull it was Because it sucks in mud. Like the mud was deep enough that it went in the top of my boot. Whoa. Like those boots that come up to your knee. Yeah, yeah. So it was... It was a difficult couple minutes, yeah, but did. the riding was fabulous. Until you well, Superstition Mountain is is covered with sand, and wet sand is my favorite surface to ride on. Like really wet sand, mm. it's it's just amazing. Right. And when a sand dune is formed, the the wind blows and it's kind of compact. And then on the downwind side, it's it's steep and it's really soft. Wow. See, like, I'm super careful. You drive into it because you go down to the axle in it. The heartbeat. But after that, on that day, that part of the sand was wet and hard. You mm. could just motor right across it. It was an experience Sweet. I've never had before. Really? And I've been riding a long, long time. time. All right. But, folks, tr- seriously think of joining San Diego Off-Road Coalition. Really seriously think about it. Whether you go to the desert or not. Because you just never know. If you don't go, I get it. But if you, but if you, if you just want to keep this area open, we need your help. You know, that's the reason we do this radio show, just to keep everybody informed. But Ed will tell you: once you go to the desert, and once you go to these certain areas, it, it, it's magical. You will definitely go back again and again and again. And it's a great place to go with the kids. Nine times out of ten, you can't get cell service. You can't get internet. You, you know, and, and so you it's can just, just you, be with your friends. Be you and your friends or your family. Enjoy the scenery. Look for his tiki bar next time he sets it up. <laughs> How does it keep it from tipping over on a motorcycle? Well, the bikes are on stands. All right. Well, folks, have I got a show for you in the next hour? I was in Del Mar with Toyota. 
and since we're kind of talking green, the new Prius right here on Yak Radio or FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Thanks for joining us for San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio with Dave Stahl, the program that is working to further off-roading as a safe family experience while promoting and preserving the natural environment. To learn more about SDORC and how you can get involved, visit SDORC.org. That's SDORC.org. Join us next week at this same time for more of the latest news and initiatives in preserving the use of off-highway vehicles while protecting the land and wildlife at the same time. This has been San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio on The Answer San Diego. This program is sponsored by Love Radio Network. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.